What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 9 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, as always. And as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Geo. What's up, man? What's going on? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty darn good. Excited to be live. Very live today. I've never been more alive, honestly. Anyway, if this is your first time listening, ladies and gentlemen, this is the show from SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest and greatest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. After all that fun stuff, we then read your questions on air and try to answer them if we can. Remember... We are all about community here at the Switch RPG Podcast, so if you want to be part of the show, you can do one of a few different things. You can email your questions to podcast at switchrpg.com. You can tweet using the hashtag switchrpgpodcast, or you can dive into our Discord server at discord.switchrpg.com and post in that podcast sweet sweet podcast channel at the end of the day we hope you know that we want to hear from you quick housekeeping before we jump into the news i teased an exciting announcement in our discord earlier we've got something cooking the housekeeping is that i'm going to hold off and announce it later in the episode. So what? I'm. you can say that I'm pulling a little bit of a, of a Bethesda and making an announcement that I'm going to make an announcement. So Okay, okay. You just, Everybody just needs to be glad that our live stream is not a bobblehead right now. So <laughs> That can happen. I, I, got, I got a few I could choose to make it happen. Awesome. All right, so let's dive into that sweet uh, Nintendo news this week. First up, we've got... Some slight Nintendo, maybe Nintendo news, hopefully. Um, and that is that Atlas is working on their long-term plans for Persona, which will include, shocker, a numbered title. Uh, this is coming from Siliconera.com. And uh, as I basically, as I just said, their long-term plans include numbered, uh, a numbered title. So uh, mm-hmm. they've currently got a Persona 3 dancing game and a Persona 5 dancing game coming out um, to buffer their Persona 4 dancing all night game. But it looks like we're going to get that sweet, sweet Persona 6 at some point. Now, my question that, for you, Gio, and I know this is thinking. why you added it to the docket, is <laughs> Persona 6 coming to Switch? I so hope so. I Again, I don't I don't own a PS4 and I was so wanting to play Persona 5. Totally I feel like I'm missing out. Um I have a PS3, I could probably play Persona 4. Um so I'm hoping that this this means we're getting a Persona. We're already getting something from Atlas. We're getting we're getting Shin Megami Tensei. Uh so awesome. I that I I have all the faith in the world that that's going to be an excellent um 
excellent game. But yeah, if we could get a Persona title for the Switch, perfect. Perfect. I mean, I, I think that it would be smart for them, honestly. And this is why I was excited to have this in the docket so that I could give my my hopes and my dreams. And that is that we do at some point get a port of Persona 4 Golden to the Switch. Okay. I would take that in a heartbeat. It's already on sure. Vita. Um, and then I would love to see a Persona 5 on the Switch. I think yeah. it could run easily. Uh, even though it's it's a 2017 game, because of its aesthetic and art style, I don't think it's too too intensive. Uh, I think that I think that the Switch could run it. So I mean, we have 2017 games on there. You know, Fair we point. have we have Wolfenstein that's coming. Uh, we have Doom. Uh, well, no, that's a little little later, but there are games coming. Um, but, but to your point, I think that those games are more intensive than Persona 5. So even though they're a oh, little bit sure. older, I think that, I mean, your point is that good games are running on the Switch. I mean, the Switch is not the 3DS mm-hmm. and not to take anything away from the 3DS. It's just that the 3DS is not a power is not a power machine. That's right. not what it was meant to do. But I mean, the Switch, even though it's not on the level of an Xbox One or a PS4, and of course, the like the Pro and X versions of those, even though it's not mm-hmm. on that level, it still can play really decent games. And uh, as people, as developers continue to learn how to make for the console, I'm hoping that we'll get some more stuff. And Atlas is one that I really hope that we get. So yeah, yeah, they're an RPG machine, so that would be awesome. Just fantastic stuff. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed for some Persona love on the Switch. I know all you people out there. Looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Okay. Next up, we've got coming from NintendoSoup.com, and that is that One Up Studio is working on Nintendo Switch games. Uh, what, what do you what do you what do you got here for this for the story? Well, the uh, One Up Studio has uh, one of the uh, founders is is one of the art directors from the Ma- the Mana series. So does that mean the greatest game of all time, Secret of Mana? Um, no, it means they have mobile games right now and they're working on something. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's a it's a Mana series game. Um, you know, who who knows? Um, but you know, as it stands right now, One Up Studios is more in the mobile market. So you know, I think the game right now they have is a virtual pet simulator. So they need to show me that they can actually do something because of, I don't want a virtual pet simulator from the the art director of the Mana series. <laughs> you know, I want something more RPG-like for sure. Uh, yeah, so to back up what you're saying, the article here from Nintendo Soup is, is the president of 1UP, Shinichi Kamioka. Kamioka? Uh, it says that his portfolio includes Mother 3 and the Mana mm-hmm. series. So that right there is a pedigree just worth bowing down toward, you know? Mm. Uh, right. So many people revere Mother 3. And then, of course, you know, the greatest game of all time, Secret of Mana. So, um, so yeah, exciting stuff. Working on Switch games. It seems like all these developers are out there like, hey, we got stuff coming for the Switch, you know? They all want a piece of the pie. Games are selling really well um, for the Switch. People people are buying it. 
And I mean, it's still early. It's still super. I mean, we're just talking about this is year two. And we're, I mean, we are talking about like a couple weeks ago, we were debating what's going to be better year one or year two. And the mm-hmm. fact that we're having that discussion after the year one that they had right. is pretty phenomenal. And we're going to get to some really exciting things here in a minute because this is a pretty big week. Uh, something that we've been yeah. waiting for. But anyway, uh, and, but the crazy thing is, as good as it's been so far, it's still so early. I mean, like PS4 has done phenomenal and there's f- great games. But the thing is that the PS4 didn't have first party great games literally until like two years ago. You know right, what I mean? Recent. And there were there were some there were some like, uh, you know, one offs here and there. Like Bloodborne was a little bit older, but like we've Un- Uncharted we were, 4, Last yeah. of Us. I mean, they did have some good ones. No, but I again, mean, Last of Us was a remaster of PS3 era. So, I mean, oh, OK, I'm sorry. Yeah. As far as like PS4, I mean, there because like the launch of the play of like the 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 announcement of the ps4 there were a bunch of trailers and it took probably four years to get some of those games but Mm. already with the switch we are seeing really good titles and people are wanting to get in early like you're saying because right you want a piece of that wonderful wonderful switch all right so next up uh we've got Xenoblade Director. This is coming from Nintendo Wire, and that is the Xenoblade Director wants to make a more adult-oriented game and a sequel to Xenoblade X. Xen- uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Sorry. Uh, yep. Xenoblade Chronicles X. So, first off, let's tackle the adult-oriented game. Gio, what, is that, what does that mean to you? I don't... I mean, what it means to me... Um, you know, adult themes. So you have, uh, <laughs> I don't know, some sexual scenes, some uh, murder scenes. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I, I was just kind of looking at his his quote here. He says, "Me personally, I want to do something you'd see in an American cable drama like ABC. I wouldn't really ABC. Come on, I mean, seriously. I would have gone something like Netflix or HBO, <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Yeah, come on. I mean, I feel like um, H- ABC is still pretty tame." Definitely. So he wants something violent, erotic, and heavy. Something that there's no way we'd be allowed to do. Um, you know, what? Would Nintendo allow even allow something like that? I, I and I say that knowing the answer because there is a game coming out. I I'm assuming I'm pretty sure it's a download only called Lust, and you can only imagine what that game is kind of about. So. The problem being is that this is more of a Nintendo first party game. I know Monolith Soft is, you know, but they're under the Nintendo umbrella. Technically, second party, right? But yeah, yeah, but I mean, under the so close, right? But so closely related to Nintendo, this would be hard for them, I think, to get something out like that. So, I mean, what do you take out of that? What do you think? I mean, I think I think mature would be the the word I would use. I think he's oh, sure. uh, and uh, he's saying something you know like uh, what's coming to like U.S. cable. Uh, to me, that I mean, honestly, that that feels mature. Like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, just more, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, maybe things a little bit more explicit. Um, definitely more adult adult themes and and i think here's the thing i think that if you look at something like xenoblade chronicles 2 uh some of the humor in 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 that game 
kind of surprised me a little bit because it was it was a little edgy. It was a little bit ed- you know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of sexual jokes and things like that. So I think that he, I think he's just wanting the freedom to be a little bit more explicit in sure. how he's how he's showing that stuff, the violence, like you're saying, the violence and the sexuality or whatever. Because I mean, I feel like it's already inferred, you know, through certain camera angles and uh-huh. jokes and lines and dialogue in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it's already kind of there under the surface. So I think he's maybe hoping for that freedom. Just to, to, go, right, to go over that line. Yeah. I mean, like you had mentioned, just the character design itself and some of the blades and some of the, you know, just the, the characters in general, you know, they're a little, a little risque. So, I mean, you know, just going over the line a little bit, I think is what he wants. He wants to do. He just wants a little bit more freedom, it seems. And I wonder if, in a way, it's also he's also referring to the tone itself, and maybe sort of like the the amount of sort of gravity in in the story. Uh, because now, I mean, don't get me wrong, Zimbabwe Chronicles Two tackles some really sort of heavy things, but mm-hmm. it's almost spun in like always in like a cartoon way, you know. Uh, sure. And and once again, that's not to say that. It, you know, there weren't like consequences in the story and there weren't like heavy things in the story. There definitely was. Uh, and the same thing with originals and like Chronicles, but I don't know it, be- maybe because it's so Japanese, it's almost cartoony to me at least. So, right. I mean, if you look at, but the thing is, if you look at other, um, other Japanese, uh, thing, uh, media things, like if you look at anime, there are a lot of anime that is, even though it's a, the style is animated as cartoon Mm-mm. anime tackles so many adult things and so many right. mature and I'm not talking just sexual, but like really like mature psychological things. So right. you can do it in a Japanese story. Like they, they, they've got a history of that. Oh, so sure. I think, yeah, I think it, you could also just look at maybe he's wanting a game that's a little bit heavier. Let him do it. Yeah. Nintendo, let him please let him let the creative juices flow. Yeah, and then uh second part of that was he would like a sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles X uh, okay. being the Wii U game that was, uh, for what I gather, because I didn't play it because I didn't have a Wii U um, like everybody else in the world, um, is that game, no <laughs> that was, game was a little bit more explore uh, exploration focused, right? A little right. bit more freedom and it, it really emphasized... Uh, open worldness, if you will. Right. So he's one. Yeah, I mean, I have that game. Um, I I never finished it. I played maybe about twenty hours, so um, I got a pretty decent taste, I think, of what the game is. And you hit it right in the head. It's definitely more exploration. Chap is just huge. I mean, it looks gorgeous. I love the way the way it looks. I actually prefer the the um, the the enemies or the car the uh, characters in the game more in x than i do in xenoblade chronicles 2 um i i think there's a lot of variety in in the territories i just think it looks more beautiful and if that could be in in a switch or a second um x version i, I would love it i would love it and i'm not saying that it could be a one-to-one comparison but mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is the fact that X is a little bit more open world focused and mm-hmm. we already have 
uh, Breath of the Wild on the Switch. So in my mind, open world works on the Switch. We've proven it. And sure. Breath of the Wild gave us one of the greatest open world experiences that I've ever played. And so, and the thing that I find interesting is that a lot of Monolith Soft people helped out on Breath of the Wild. So they did, yeah. maybe they picked up some things and that kind of excites me. Like, yeah, they made X back on the Wii U, but now they've got years under their belt. They've got a really good Xenoblade Chronicles 2 under their belt. They have years of thinking about how can we do open world different? How can we improve upon it? We helped out on Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is just out in general. And I think everybody that's designing open world has to look at Breath of the Wild and, and look at what they did and what they presented and ask ourselves, how can we make open world better across the board? So I'm all for I mean, another shot at Xenoblade in Chronicles X. I mean, the, the what they really should be asking is, how do we make Breath of the Wild an RPG? That's what they should be asking. Exactly, exactly. Because apparently it's not an RPG, but... Once again, a discussion for another day. Yeah. Next up, we've got from DualShockers.com, Sword Art Online Games. Pretty popular games. Pretty popular anime. Sword Art Online, Online Games for Nintendo Switch are being considered. Do you have any personal experience with Sword Art Online? I know some of the people yeah. in Discord played it. Right. I have... When I saw this article, um, I went to go see what the latest iteration of Sword Art Online is. Um, I think it's called Fatal Bullet. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what right, it's called. Right. Um, it looks really cool. I, I don't know how I missed missed it. It's on Xbox, so I, I mean, if it's if it's cheap enough, I'll probably get it because it looks really really cool. It really reminds me, at least aesthetically, reminds me of Xenobron- Xenoblade Chronicles. But the fact that they're thinking about it means they're 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 way behind. I mean, if yeah. right now you're looking at you know maybe three four years down the line before you even see something, unless they port it over, maybe it'll be a little faster. But to get something new, it, it may take a while. But um, I would I would love I would love for something like this to to come along. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, like. When we say when when this article says that it's being considered, it's not it's not like uh, we, we this is on a message board, somebody close mm-hmm. to the company. Uh, this is like some of the higher ups, and and the article here says that uh, Nintendo Switch fans missed on Sword Art Online series with its latest game, Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet, landing on Xbox One and PS4, but skipping the Nintendo Switch console. This may change in the future uh, during the final Q&A corner of a competition hosted in Tokyo and live streamed by Bandai Namco. Sword Art Online series producer Yosuke uh, Futami and Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet producer uh, Kishi Manami mentioned that expanding the series to the Switch is indeed being considered. So the, I mean, these are uh, high up people with these games right. and with this company. Um saying saying these things so but i'm with you in that if it's just in the consideration phase that's slightly concerning but kind of makes sense if like sword art online has been or the 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 fatal bullet right the most recent Mm -hmm. game if that had been in development three four years like we've talked about before there's there was really no way to know for developers there was really no way to know what the nintendo switch was going to be able to do you right. know, I mean, if we had looked at the Wii U and looked at how it performed, I mean, people were talking about like if the Switch tank, that would be 
Nintendo's final piece of hardware. You know, so like that was right. the that was the state that we were in. So there was no way to know that it was just going to catch fire and take the world by storm. Right. It definitely has and we're we're very happy about that for sure. All right, let's venture outside of the Nintendo Switch once again very shortly because you want to talk about taking the world by storm. Bethesda knows how to do that. Man, it seems like Bethesda, it's like Bethesda and Rockstar they can like put out like a pixel of a screenshot <laughs> and the world will stop and wait for, you know, wait for them. Okay. But anyway, so if, and they'll just examine it and oh, I think I see something. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Go think, ahead. I'm sorry. I think that's the toe of Alduin. Another Skyrim <laughs> port coming. Um, anyway, uh, if you have uh, not been on the internet in the past two days and you've missed this to catch you up, uh, yesterday, Bethesda tweeted out yesterday morning an image uh, it, that was very clearly like a Fallout, uh, almost like a loading screen that said, mm -hmm. please stand by. I mean, it was very clear Fallout aesthetic and people started freaking out because, you know, uh, we we had got we got Fallout 4 about three, what, three years ago? Yep. 2015. So... We know that it's too soon for another, another numbered Fallout game, but people have been kind of itching for maybe like a new Vegas style game because that's the way that it happened. You had Fallout 3 and a few years later you had New Vegas and that really was a mid-step between 3 and 4. So we had 4, mm -hmm. 3 years later, possibly we're going to get like a new Vegas style game. So when that happened, people were thinking, this is it. This is the New Vegas 2 that we're, we're hoping for. And it wasn't quite that. What we got was a Twitch stream for I don't know how many hours. <laughs> a long time. It actually went overnight. A bobblehead. And periodically, <laughs> Bethesda employees would walk on screen and do something funny. And, I mean, they, you know, like... Everybody at Bethesda were just sitting in their offices yesterday just having the best time in the entire world because they were trolling everyone. Over 140,000 people were watching a bobblehead for hours. So I, I think it it went up to like 160. Oh, uh, yeah. It was nuts. So anyway, you had that and then nothing. And then this morning we got what all the fuss is about, what they're teasing. Uh, and I joked earlier about making an announcement about an announcement. And that is sort of what happened today. We got a teaser trailer, some teaser images of a game called Fallout 76. So that has officially been announced. This is what it's, what they've been working on. And this is, this is Bethesda game studios. Um, and this is what they're working on and more will be revealed obviously at E3 uh, very, very soon. Now, what is, why don't you tell everybody what Fallout 76, what we think now that it actually is, because much to the chagrin of a lot of people, it is not your single player New Vegas style game. Yeah, I think Kotaku um, put something out stating that he's got some good information that J it's Jason online. Schreier. Yeah. Yeah, that it's 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 got an online heavy online presence. 
Um, so what does that mean? You know, could it be something like a Fallout MMO? Could it just be something like a co-op game? And then you're getting a little bit more information. I think um, I think it was him as well stating that's kind of like a base building type game. You know, is it speculation? I feel like he's he's got some information. So I'm going to go on the side of, yes, it's something with an online presence. It's something base building. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I like my Fallout games. I like to play them by myself. I mean, that's just how I've played them, I guess. Um, but you know, maybe it is it is time for a change. I just what I'm really hoping is not, I hope they're not going down the battle royale. Um, you know, I hope they're not going down that road. But I think I think that's what we're I, what we're I, looking at. I don't think that they're going down battle royale at all. <laughs> I, 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 I don't th- I don't think they are. Uh, some things that I was seeing too is because I posed the question. If if online and if it's not MMO, what does that actually mean? So some mm-hmm. of the things that I was reading, and actually one of my best friends texted me and was very excited because I believe you're correct. Jason Schreier did sort of shed light on what online could actually mean, and some people are speculating, heavy speculation now that it is indeed an online uh, is a survival RPG, you know, an online survival okay. RPG in the vein of something like Rust. Or oh, right. uh, or arc arc online, okay. Survival evolved or whatever whatever that arc yeah, yeah. is. Arc you evolved. know, yeah, yeah. So the thing that excites me is that I I'm very into that genre, and I because I have a friend who's also very into it. So for to me, some of the most fun games are the games that are the the you're thrown in with nothing, you're naked, and you've got to gather resources, build your base, uh, survive the elements, survive uh, nature, maybe survive other players. And for me, that really fits a Fallout lore, sure. Fallout aesthetic. And so if they can give us a game that's really, really, really well optimized, that is that is classic Bethesda, I think I think I'm really on board for something like that. Um, okay. Especially because, like, I read I read a little bit because it's Fallout 76. It's 200 years before the other games, uh, so it was in lore supposed to be one of the first shelters that was released after the war was over. So you're right. looking at a completely different landscape. Things aren't settled yet. It's just wild terrain. Uh, so and if, if we're talking about surviving elements, surviving, uh, you know, mutants, surviving animals, things like that, Fallout sounds kind really of, fun to do that in. Yeah, that it kind of makes what you're saying kind of makes sense, because if it is, say, I think it's about set around 20 years after the big bomb goes off or the bombs go off. Um, there's like you said, there's not much going on out there, so it kind of lends you to like. Yeah, it's time to gather resources. Time to make those houses. Um, so that, that could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, because like in my mind, I'm visualizing like maybe you get your own vault or something, uh, and, and it may want you to build like like you're saying, like settlements, kind of like in Fallout Four. But like, yeah. I would like no, you kind of get your own vault, you know, and uh, maybe that vault is instanced or something. I don't know. 
But anyway, like, okay. I mean, if you're talking about going out and gathering resources, like, I mean, that's what Elder Scroll, uh, that's what Elder Scrolls and Fallout is, is going out and just like pack muling yourself. So yeah, I, mean, right. I think that's really interesting. Now, the yeah. other side to this, the other side of this, and this is completely unconfirmed, is the f- the fact that some people also were thinking that this was some sort of remaster of maybe Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas or something. I think that could still come. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And in fact, if we want like rumor mill, even though I know professional video game journalist Gio Pimento doesn't subscribe <laughs> to rumors, but there was there was uh, there was somebody on Reddit who predicted Fallout seventy six. He predicted okay. it correctly, and he also predicted that Bethesda is working on a remaster of Fallout three. So that leads us. Let's tie it all back together. To the Nintendo, because if we do get a remaster, I think we might get it on the Switch. You're talking Fallout 76. No, I, I'm talking about a remaster of Fallout 3. Oh, I definitely think so. Yeah, no, I think I think if if they are indeed working on a remaster of three and or New Vegas, I think it's highly likely we're playing it handheld. Yeah, I think Bethesda is on the Nintendo train. Um, I mean, we've got, like I said, Doom, Wolfenstein, we've gotten those um, on there. So I think they're they're committed. I don't think we'll see 76 Fallout 76 on there because of Nintendo's online situation. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's really I mean, maybe they know something behind the scenes. We know very still. I think we know very little about it. So. You know, Fallout 76, I, I think it's got a doesn't have a chance. No, I, I don't think but so the, either. I, I mean, if but any, the, uh, yeah, the remasters for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's a absolutely. shot. Uh, Cause I mean, like, like we talked about, I mean, if 76 has been in the work for a couple years, they probably weren't looking at a Nintendo console at all. Um, mm-hmm. But they did quick work on the Skyrim uh, on, on the Skyrim uh, right. port. How do I, how do I even forget about that game? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, they already have Skyrim on there. So like, right. That's, I just think that it's just, it's time if they're already working on a remaster i think it's definitely on switch and i think mm-hmm. that is a super smart move because that is a whole generation of people that have never played fallout 3 you know i've only played yeah. probably 10 12 15 hours in fallout 3 which means i've not played it at all you know i mean like no. there are people who've put 300 hours in that game 600 hours in that game so yeah i definitely don't have that many but i have quite a few quite a few hours all right cool um Geo, if you're fine with this, let's kind of call an audible because we've been going, we've oh. been going for 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 a little bit, and sure. we need to kind of get to the meat and potatoes here. So I'm going to switch. I'm going to I'm going to skip down to the piece de resistance. Uh huh. Uh huh. From uh, PokemonDB.net. Okay. What the Pokemon? What's yeah. Something yeah. happened. Okay. Something happen. So something happened. All right. We've been uh, we've been talking for ever since the inception of this podcast that uh-huh. something Pokemon was coming to switch. And we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. We knew E3 was coming around and that it was likely to be talked about there. Okay. But we got some stuff. And you told me you told me because we were trying to make it work to record at a normal day on Monday, which was a holiday. But you said we could wait because I think there's going to be Pokemon. You had a feeling there's going to be Pokemon news drop. I felt it. 
You did. You felt my, it right there in, in my the, chest. In the Superman emblem. Um, well, I got I got Borderlands. I don't have Superman. So not only do we have one piece of Pokemon news, but we've got two pieces of Pokemon news. One people might be excited about more than the other. But anyway, so first off, we've got a spinoff game, a Pokemon spinoff game called Pokemon Quest. Currently, I mean, and you can download this free, correct? Mm-hmm. On, on the Switch. I, I, I tried it a little bit, yeah. Okay, and I know um, <clears throat> Trevor, Trevor in Discord, the Switch RPG Discord, mm-hmm. he said that he's hooked on it. And I know okay. a couple of other people tried it out. It mixed is mixed bag of feelings. So anyway, sure. but anyway, Pokemon news, Pokemon Quest is on the Switch. It's different. It's if you're going and thinking Pokemon, that's not that's not it. Wait two minutes, then you right. then you, you you'll be satiated. But anyway, so Pokemon Quest is almost Minecrafty in style. In looks, yeah, and it's yeah. aesthetic. An aesthetic. It's very blocky. It's called uh, Voxel something. Uh, I can't remember exactly what. I, I read it earlier. It's Voxel something. Yeah. But anyway, um, so it's very blocky. And then uh, the way that you obtain Pokemon and, and fight is also a bit different from from series. It's a little bit base buildy, um, you know, so it's a, it's, it, it's it, a spinoff. It's really different altogether, and I kind of wanted something a little different. So this may appeal, like you were saying, it might appeal to some people. It might not, you know, um, but it is very different. It's more of of the two pieces of news that we have. This is more of the RPG. It's got a lot of RPG elements in it. Not elements. It is an RPG. I was not a fan of it. Um, I just you're not in control of the characters. You just kind of control like the combat. You can use the touch screen, so that's it's kind of kind of cool. It's free to start. I want to say I think it was around 18, 17, 18 bucks to to com- get the DLC mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, I just wasn't a fan of it. I personally don't like the look of it, but it is what it is. We we you got a Pokemon game here. Yeah. Now, if I if I may take a shot at a game i don't normally take shots at a game but i will say that this blocky aesthetic does appeal a little bit more than eternal edge did um yeah because i was very vocal about that blocky aesthetic didn't didn't jive with me this eh, take it or leave it very lukewarm about it you know i have no like emotional attachment to pokemon series anyway so i'm curious like i said it's a mixed bag of feelings in our discord so uh people in chat if you if you've played quest yet i'd love to see what you think about it Uh, i know that some of the some of the hesitation some of the concern does arise from the fact that it it's a mobile game you know it's a it feel it feels like it and and it is it's coming out to both uh to both mobile and you know console and it definitely has that feel of a mobile game and it has that you know that uh, the business model, like it's free to yeah. download and play, but then it's like to get all the content. They have different scales. Uh, you got the different price scales, and you, you can buy as much as you want. And like you said, the 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 whole the big shebang to get everything is like eighteen dollars. So my concern would be like, did they create the game with that in mind? Are there microtransactions? I don't know if there are microtransactions, but that I, I'm not sure. Since it is a mobile title, that would be a concern of mine. So anyway, it would le- if it's a mobile 
say that there's probably microtransactions like say for example uh mario run um you know you came for a little bit for free and then you could get the rest of it for 10 bucks and then i think there's microtransactions in there as well so um i just i'm not a fan of it not a fan of that business model so it's too bad but i mean i'm sure a lot of people play it and, and enjoy it okay so now big pokemon news all right you mm-hmm. got your pokemon quest but also uh, we've got links to PokemonDB.net, but it's all over the place as well. Right, new, new games, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee have officially mm-hmm. been confirmed. These games were were leaked a few weeks ago. They've been officially announced now with trailers out there as well. Uh, the article that I'm looking at has trailers and screenshots. So, I mean, go out there if... If if you're if you're interested in this game at all, go out there and 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 watch it, and uh, you know see for yourself if this is for you. Um, and Nexus Dom in the chat earlier asked what we think about the new Pokemon game coming out to Switch. Uh, let me read real quickly from uh, from this right here. It says that uh, the Pokemon Let's Go games are based on Pokemon Yellow. They will feature mm-hmm. connectivity with the mobile game Pokemon Go and allows you to throw your Pokeball in a similar way using the Switch Joy-Con controller. There's also a peripheral called a Pokeball Plus that allows you to take Pokemon on the go with you in real life. Screenshots are below and it's also been confirmed that the Pokemon in the box at the end of the trailer is a never been seen before Pokemon. And also, to go along with this, uh, one of our moderators, Meatball Sub, uh, published an article earlier about reasons why you should be excited. Maybe if you're on the fence, why you, you could be excited for this. So there's all that. You can find that on SwitchRPG.com. So, Geo, uh, what, what, what are your feelings on Let's Go Pikachu I, and Let's Go Eevee? I love the look of it. I really do. I, I, I think I think the the style of it is really cool. And I think if... And let's just get this straight. This is not the Pokemon RPG still kind of waiting for. You know, this is this is this is something that's different. They're still tying in their mobile Pokemon Go with Pokemon Let's Go. And what I hope is that there that you could play this Pokemon Let's Go without having to play Pokemon Go. I hope that it doesn't really rely heavily on the mobile app. But, you know, it's it's only got the yellow version of the Pokemon, so it doesn't have a lot of the Pokemon. A lot of people were concerned that they you can't you don't have you you can't battle Pokemon. You're just basically just catching Pokemon. But again, it's something different. I'm okay with that. I actually I think it looks really nice. I have I have no no problems with it. And actually to be honest with you. I reinstalled Pokemon Go and started playing it again just to kind of catch more Pokemon. You know, I have quite a bit, but just to catch more for the, you know, for when I start playing this this one here. But I kind of like it. I think that this might be my 
first step into the into the Pokemon franchise. Um, and not because I think that is like you said. I mean, it's not the what I think is now sort of being called Pokemon twenty nineteen. You know, or it's RPG not, or whatever. Yeah, Pokemon RPG. It's not the big thing. But I think that this is sort of like maybe like the training grounds for me. You know, a little bit. Uh, it's. It, I think it has a a, a piece of history. Uh, with the series, it's kind of going back, like you said, uh, like we said, Pokemon yeah, Yellow, way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believe Pokemon Yellow was uh, tied into Red and Blue, right? And then like it tied it into the anime series or something like that. And anyway, I I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. What I'm okay, about. I, correct. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, people yell at me, please. Like, correct me. What like what was Pokemon <laughs> Yellow? Anyway, um, but anyway, I think that this is really interesting. Like you said, I hope that you don't have to play Pokemon Go because I've never played Pokemon Go. I've never had it on my phone. I pray to God I will not have it on my phone because, like, I don't need to get sucked down that rabbit hole. And I live in the middle of nowhere, so, like, there's nothing around here. Mm. But anyway, if if I can play it completely separate from Pokemon Go, I think it would be a fun time. I mean, if we're talking, like, just collect-a-thon... I mean, that's what Pokemon games are. It's collect-a-thon, it, you know, and, you know, maybe I get some, some cool, like, cool fun time along the way. And, right. uh, yeah, I mean, if people if people in our Discord are really into it, I definitely want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that, that zeitgeist. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about it. And like you yeah. said, the art style has got me. Like, it's got me immediately. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. It looks fantastic. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited. And I hope that's a, a taste of what we're going to get for Pokemon RPG whenever it actually it's kind of disappointing that 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 it's going to be a while before we get that. I thought it was actually going to come to us sooner, but they're saying late 2019. It's kind of disappointing. The kind of disappointing because we were thinking that a lot of what 20 like the grade of 2018 was being hinged on when does that Pokemon RPG come out? If it's coming out this fall, that could be huge pushing switch numbers the thing is though this game if it's decent could be that too it could to a certain extent push sales numbers it it could push new switches uh i think it will yeah it it, still will and and i think you know i mean uh some people are critical about pokemon go but you might get some new players because of it, you know, and because of that integration, maybe people have been playing Pokemon go. They look at their app and they say, well, I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm already, I'm already in that ecosystem. Why not? Right. I'm invested a little bit. Yeah. I'm already invested a little. I think, I think what will, what kind of already shows you that people will hinge on this is the Nintendo stocks already, already are, they're going up. You know, there were, and the same thing happened when Pokemon Go on the mobile app, when that was announced, the same thing happened. Pokemon's just a huge thing for Nintendo. Huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the release date for this, uh, November 16, 2018. Okay. So coming up. There you go. End of the year. Uh, in that, in that nice, uh, beginning, late fall, early winter, um, yeah, slot. So. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, uh, that was a long news segment, and that was even us uh, removing some. So that's what happens. Sometimes being patient, waiting a couple days to record, turns out it works in our favor. So mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff, a lot of great speculation, and a lot of good 
confirmation as well. Um, and let's real quick go into what we've been playing this past week. Gio, what, what you got for me? I've been still playing Battle Chasers. Absolutely in love with that game. You know, other than, you know, some technical issues where the, the game does crash. And hopefully they come out with a, some sort of a patch for that. But I mean, even then, the game still is, is still beautiful. The sound is beautiful. I just I just love the game. So I've been I just been playing that. Yeah, you've been I super actually, hot on that game, yeah. Yeah, I've been playing it even before we got onto this. I was playing it. Yeah. And uh we also have yeah. a staff review of of that game as well. And it was also po- positive. So you can mm-hmm. go check that out, switchrpg.com. Um I haven't been playing RPG stuff necessarily. Uh I published an article last week talking about the fact that I was probably going to pick up Mario Kart. And also Detroit Become Human. Uh, I was not able to get Detroit uh, because I was going to rent it. And surprise, it was out. Like it was was already somebody had already taken it. So I wasn't able to get into that. But I did pick up Battlefield 1. I I have very little history with shooters. I mean, we're talking like recently. It's been like Destiny 2 and Fortnite Battlegrounds. That 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 that's basically it. I, I've never really done Call of Duty. I've never really done Battlefield in the past, but I'm having a lot of fun with this one. So I've even streamed yeah. some of that as well. Um. So yeah, Mario Kart and Battlefield One. It's been a good week. So, but like I said, I'll be diving into Banner Saga either tomorrow or over the weekend. Cool. 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 All right. So games on sale this week. I think we have some overlap from past weeks here, but I'll read them off real quick. Uh, we've got three things on sale. Uh, Letter Quest Remastered uh, is four oh seven. Nine parchments is eleven ninety nine. Yeah, those 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 very specific prices. <laughs> and then Steam World Heist Ultimate Edition is fourteen ninety nine. You are actually saving five dollars there, so that's a that's a pretty good sale. And now uh, the game releases this week. We've got all of them are coming out. If you're listening live, they're coming out tomorrow on the thirty first. If you're listening to this audio, they're coming out today on the thirty first. Smoke and Sacrifice, West of Loathing, and Songbringer. Three pretty good games. Pretty good games. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, West of Loathing would be my most anticipated out of that list. And for me, it would be Smoke and Sacrifice, which I think I'm once I finish Battle Chasers, that's my next next adventure. All right. Let's jump into some listener questions and responses. Oh. All right. First up, first up, uh, Nexus Dom live asked which RPG, either on the Switch or on another platform, which RPG in 2018 are you most excited about coming out? In 2018? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, um, Red Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes. So, you consider that an RPG? <laughs> well, you're setting me up for something. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I thought you were gonna set me up for something. No, I mean it's not. It's not just an open world game with RPG elements. Um, I feel like it's more of an RPG than Zelda is. <laughs> okay. Okay. All okay. Right. You know, you I'll know, fight. just like we're, we're gonna fight, we're gonna you know, fight. I, I just that. have to like try to bring Zelda back into the RPG family. Anyway, okay. Uh, for me, 
RPG off the top of my head, uh, Octopath Traveler. Okay. Uh, on yeah. the Switch. I- I'm right. excited about that. Um, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, maybe? I mean... I, I'm gonna... I think the jury's still out on that. I want to see it, you know, perform well before I get it. And uh, in a more... Uh, in a much looser sense, uh, Mario Tennis Aces. Okay. I am at level 10, like... 10 excitement cloud 10 excitement for that i think uh, with every every like little snippet every little video I, I i feel like i'm getting more and more wanting to get it it's it's patient level is going higher for me on that one still not getting it though okay all right still not there yet still not there okay yet. all right Cool. So yeah, uh, thanks for that question. That was Nexus Dom in our live chat. So now, uh, first question from Captain Vulgar from Discord. This is a great question. Uh, what is a hype cycle to y'all? Y'all. I.e. the steps to a reveal, leaks, rumors, and tweets. Also, how do you feel about hype cycles? I personally think they're incredible if if my reactions in the Discord haven't been apparent enough. So, Gio, what is a hype cycle to you, and how do you feel about them? I'll answer the latter first. I love them. I really do get caught up in it. I want to say, what was the last Nintendo reveal that they had where they just kept... I think it was... Oh, man, I can't remember what it was for. But it was on Twitter, and they just kind of just put one image out and there's people went for it. I mean I they they were doing that before that direct mini. Um Yeah. But I, I don't okay. remember. I mean I feel like Nintendo's doing doing a great job with 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 it. And it doesn't it, it doesn't take much effort. It really doesn't. Like even with what Bethesda did, how much effort did that really take? They just set up a camera on a bobblehead with a TV and or every a monitor every, or every 45 minutes. They told one of their employees to go walk in front of the camera. Right. And they just let it run. They even put the bobblehead to sleep at night. They put a blanket on them. And <laughs> you know, that is great. And it's like just talking it up like it's it's unbelievable. I I love it. I have fun with it. You know, there are some people who, you know, overhype themselves and then, you know, they they'll let down with whatever it is that's uh still whatever mm-hmm. now you kind of saw that with pokemon recently that people were so overhyped about it that when they 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 it just wasn't what they expected and they kind of just trashed whatever it was that was announced and that's not their fault nintendo's fault or whoever's fault it's just you got caught up in it and then you know that's going to happen yeah, uh, I also am a huge fan of hype. Uh, one of my uh, best friends is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum as I am. He cannot stand hype. He doesn't want to get caught up in it. He doesn't want to get um, all like worked up about something and then be disappointed. He doesn't like watching trailers. He hates like trailer breakdowns and and really? like deep dives and things like that. I'm the total opposite. Like, give me, I mean, I, look, I don't want you to like spoil a lot of things in trailers. Like I don't want, sure. I don't want the developer to like put too much in the trailer, but as far as websites and podcasts and people doing like deep dives and picking apart the trailer piece by piece to see what's like, if we can predict things, I am all for that. Like I eat sure. that stuff I love it too. with my cereal for breakfast, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I love that. 
And I just love being in the middle of things. And Mm -hmm. so the hype cycle for me is, is when trailers at, at cons come out or trailers at conventions come out. Uh, And that just like, it was shown on a stage. You can like, if you're watching the live stream, you can like hear the applaud, the applause of the people there. You're on Twitter, you're in a discord server and you're surrounded by people who are really excited. That's why I like these Nintendo directs that, that I've been a part of this year have been some of my favorite, even though they weren't like groundbreaking or amazing. It's because right. I was surrounded by people who were excited and like, even like we were let down the, Fire Emblem wasn't shown, but we got Smash Brothers. And, you know, like watching everybody just lose their minds over Smash Brothers coming this fall. And so now that we know that it's it's there, it's happening, it's a real thing. That's when the hype starts for me because we are all excited about Smash Brothers. Pokemon to, this, to a certain extent as well. Like we're mm-hmm. all really excited about Pokemon all and <laughs> using that quotation like a lot of us are right Even me i've never are. had any experience like but i'm excited because everyone else is excited you know like mm-hmm. i feed off of that hype so that's one reason i like it so much i mean just just going back to the smash brothers reveal trailer people were examining the the roster at the i think it's closer to the end of that trailer like like 30 minute youtube videos of just an analysis on the roster, which are literally silhouettes against like right. a, a firewall, you know, like you, right. you can barely see anything. And like right. from that, from looking at the silhouettes, like trying to predict if this is like a brand new game, if this is a port, like right. People's way smarter than me are like, yeah, definitely like, picking these things apart. And I just love it. You know, just love mm-hmm. it. Eat it up. Cool. Yeah, great, I agree. Great question. Uh, all right, uh, Jay, you got, you got that second question pulled up? Yeah, sure. It's uh, from uh, Discord as well. It's Xylon73. What are some of your favorite video game stories? you prefer to play video games more for the gameplay side of things? All right, so favorite video game stories, and or do I prefer gameplay? Or story? Gameplay. I'll let, I'll let you go. Um, go first here. Okay, so favorite <laughs> video game stories... Everybody, pull over. Wait, pull over to the side of the road. Um, Wait a minute. I already, I already know what's coming. Pull over to the side of the road. I don't want, I don't want there to be any shock here. Okay. Man, I was hoping there'd be a pillow next to me, but go ahead. Dragon Age Origins. Whoa, shock face. Uh, one of my favorite video game stories. I, I love the way it's presented. I love the mm-hmm. things that it tackles. Uh, to me, story is all about character. And that was some of my favorite video game characters. Every single one of them layered, nuanced, real Dragon Age Origins. Fantastic. Uh, also Final Fantasy VI. Like nothing, nothing brand new here. Final Fantasy VI. Fantastic to me. Um, I haven't finished it, but I like The Witcher. And not just because of the main plot, but because a lot of the side stories to me were so fascinating and the presentation of those stories, like you had side quests that were literally like short stories Mm -hmm. or like short movies. So 
I would say for me right now, those are like top three, Dragon Age Origins, Final Fantasy VI, and Witcher 3. See, here's the thing. with those, Even with those three games, yes, they have great storytelling, but they have good gameplay as well. So there's got to be there's got to be some back out there, and they're all you know those are all great great games. For me, you know storytelling, I'm right there with you with The Witcher Three. That 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 game, and it is going to happen. Could be a movie or like a show. It could easily just be one of those things, and and I think it would do fantastic. Please give me Idris Elba. Give me Idris yeah. Elba. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who you're gonna get. It might maybe Kevin James. I don't even know. No one knows. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, but I mean, it plays that way. It's such a good. It's got good story to it. Uh, another one for me, uh, Uncharted. Um, any any of them really? They all have a great story. The gameplay is, you know, it, it's okay. You know, it's 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 nothing fantastic, but the story is really good. Um, another one, two. Um, I, I feel like that's probably one of the best ones of the series, best one of the series. Just the character um, as a father, uh, a husband looking for the wife, James, and all the the characters or the enemies around them are kind of. There's a lot of symbolism in in that in that game, and all the enemies are are part of his kind of his mind. His mind. The only thing I did not like about that was the ending and silent hill games tend to do that there's like 50 different endings it's it's kind of obnoxious but don't really get a cohesive i feel like you don't get a good cohesive story especially to but in saying that prior to the whatever ending you get i feel like silent hill 2 is actually a really really good story okay i will i'll raise your naughty dog and i'll say last of us i really mm-hmm. connected with last of Us story um, it's like before the zombie craze, it's like there was the last of us. Yeah. And, yeah. um, or it was sort of in the midst of, of like the zombie craze. Um, the, cause for that, it was like the performances, I mean, just astounding. Like Troy yeah. Baker is the man. Um, and like hearing him in a role that I had not really heard from him up to that point, like to the point where like I knew he was in the game, but then went once it skips, you get that time skip near the beginning and you find out, okay, wait, Joel is like older. His voice was so like gruff. I didn't think it was Troy Baker. Like I had to go like, I had to go like watch a video of him actually in the booth. And then I'll also throw a curveball here and I'll say journey. Uh, and and if you've never played Journey, if you have played Journey, you're probably going like, what? But, what is this dude talking about? Yeah, okay, so so Journey is <clears throat> just like a two-hour game, and you are a faceless shape almost. You're like a yeah. robed creature, and you like float around in, in these environments, and the story is you essentially ascending this mountain. That's it. And it's two hours. But I have the very few games have affected me in the way that Journey did. And part of that was because of the way that I was playing it. I played it actually, I was playing it with uh, three of my siblings on the couch beside me. This was just a couple of years ago, a year ago, I think. And 
we fired it up. They knew nothing about it. I just knew it as like a lot of people really, really love this game. And I'd seen a little bit of it. I'd listened to the soundtrack a bajillion times. Austin, shout out to Austin Win- Wintry, also the composer of the Banner Saga series. Um, but anyway, so like we fired it up and starting off, we were like chatting with one another and like commenting on on certain things in the game. But by the end of it, neither of us were saying a single word and all of us had tears in our eyes. I had tears running down my face because of this game and the story as simple as it is. It really showed how stories can reach you on a level deeper than words. Cause there weren't dial. There wasn't dialogue, but it mm-hmm. was just, it was just like, it was like telling stories with emotions. So I'm going to go, I'm going to throw journey in there too, sort of as cool. like a wild card. Yeah. Uh, I think we nailed this question. Very yeah, cool. we did. Cool. So uh, remember, you can send your questions in to podcast at switchrpg.com or just ask us in our Discord at discord.switchrpg.com. So appreciate those questions. Thanks for the questions in the live chat as well. Geo, you know what time it is. I I don't know. It's kind of late. Um, oh, cheesy. Yes, it's time for the side quest. Time for the side quest. Joe, what's our side quest right. this evening? Side quest. Now, if you were to have a dinner party and you had to invite a musician, an actor, a famous person or couple, and one of your family members, who would you invite? And I have a bonus. What would you be serving? Where would you have it? And what would be on your dinner playlist? Geo, I accept your side quest. Sweet. I was hoping you would. You want to? You want to take? You want to take this first? You want? You want? You want to go first? Sure, I can. I can go first here. <clears throat> so, you better not steal party. my. You better not steal my answer. I probably won't. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> um, I would have it at my house because that's I. I like to have people over my house. Okay, so I would have it over my house. I would have. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Portuguese culture. I am Portuguese. I actually, um, I'm going to be going for my dual citizenship, American and Portuguese. So I'm going to be both. So what we love to do, and there are a lot of cultures that do this. We love to have food for a million people, no matter, you know, matter how many people there are, there's always too much. Um, So we would have a feast of food of all sorts of Portuguese food. Um, Going back to who I'm, I'm inviting now, musician, um, I, I was a musician. I'll just say I was a musician. Um, I was more of a vocalist, but I would have Freddie Mercury over oh, Freddie Mercury. Oh, oh, yeah. Freddie Mercury would be at my house singing. I would love for him to just sing to me forever. Just keep singing Freddie. I so, I so kind of wish he was around, but you know, Freddie Mercury would be there now an actor. I would love Zach Galifianakis over telling jokes. I, I, I've seen, you know, between two ferns and I absolutely love, 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 love that. It's kind of a web series. Absolutely love. I find that guy so funny and yeah, I just, I would love for Zach Galifianakis to come by and just hang out. That would be awesome. An actor. (laughs) 
for me, it would it would have to be Nicolas Cage. What? I would love. What? <laughs> I would love for Nicolas Cage to be over, and we could make fun of Zach and I would make fun of him so much. It would be a blast. Family member, this is this is this is a tough one. Um because I would want my my wife and my children with me. But I gotta pick one, right? So who am I gonna pick? I guess I'll have to pick my wife. You know, we've uh we've been married for, for quite a while now. We've been together since two thousand, so almost twenty. 20 years now so i guess she'll have to be there yeah okay cool Din- i'm sorry wait dinner playlist it's it's queen oh well duh. i mean freddie's there now is he singing yeah. live like i mean he's part of the playlist or- yeah right cool okay cool i didn't know that we had to like choose the entire dinner party here i didn't know we did one of each so i'm scrambling a little I'm going bit, but out, i got man. it I'm, i got it i'm going all it. out i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cheese a little bit here cheese away okay. i did all right, because it's all about how I'm slotting these people now because I want to get away with some things. So what would be my dinner playlist? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> dinner playlist. Um, we can come back to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, okay, so uh, musician, Donald Glover. I love Donald Glover and see like, this is sort of where I'm cheesing a little bit because I want, I want him there. He's a, he's an actor too, but I mean, he's also a musician. Mm-hmm. So I'm slotting him in as musician. I just think he's, I think he's so brilliant and creative. like so creative. And I would just love to just talk to just like talk to him and just like, like give me anything you can. Um, actor. Don't say Nicolas Cage. He's at my party. No, um, actor. Here's 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 the actor that I wanted, but I'm also gonna slot him. I'm gonna slot him into famous people. So, actor. Let's go. Let's go. Adam Sandberg. Okay. Uh, because Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of my favorite shows of all time. No, no, wait. You know what? Yeah, let let's <laughs> x that x that. We're gonna no x that. We're gonna go John Krasinski. That's gonna be it because All right. his work on The Office and then also A Quiet Place, just phenomenal stuff. Yeah, I think he's just yeah. like one of the best people in the world. And you know what? I'm actually gonna amend that. I'm gonna slot him into famous people. <laughs> I'm gonna do famous couple, and I'm gonna do him and uh, and uh, um um his wife, um his wife. Wife is. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, she Sicario. She was in Sicario. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes. What's her? Emily I don't Blunt. Know her name. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Okay. Yeah. So John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. That's going to be my famous couple. Okay. So, so far we got Donald Glover, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and then famous actor, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. One of my favorite people he, ever. He would be so awesome to have over. Yep. <laughs> and so I think the, uh, you, there's a theme here because he is extremely funny because I just feel like he plays himself in every single movie he's ever in. So he's extremely funny, extremely personable. John Krasinski, also very, very funny. I think would yeah. play well off of that. You got Emily Blunt there. She's great. Mm-hmm. Donald Glover, funny, creative. Uh, so then back to the playlist. I don't know. I, I would let Donald Glover decide what music he go. wanted to play because mm-hmm. I'm a good house guest. Um, what are you eating? What, what, what am I eating? 
Chinese takeout. Now I'm going to go red-blooded American steak potatoes. Okay. Twice baked Boring, potatoes, but I'll, I'll salad, and steak. So okay. Cool. We, we, we did it. We did it. We did do it. Yeah. But we want to hear from you. I know we, um, I think, I think, uh, Captain Vulgar said his, but I forgot to, to put it in, in the list. Uh, but we'll read it next week. Yeah. So remember, yeah, if think, you join us, had, uh, Robin Williams, um, yeah. as one of his persons, I'd have, again, yeah, I'd have to go back. But Robin Williams, I would have chosen him, except, you know, Captain Vulgar. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. Clean, Thanks. Clean the snipe. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so if you choose to join us on our side quest, remember you can put your answers in the Discord or you can email us and we will read them on the show next week. So remember the question is, if you had a dinner party, who would you invite? You can invite a famous musician, actor, famous person slash couple, and a family member. Oh, family member? Uh, My girlfriend would obviously be there. And yes, I'm counting her as a family member. She's got to be there. Yes. She loves Donald Glover. She loves Ryan Reynolds. The only problem is I feel like she would either leave the party with either any of those men, <laughs> any of those men. The only saving grace about John Krasinski is his wife would be there. So like that's the only mm-hmm. the only issue there. But anyway, that would be a fantastic party. Uh, let us know what your list would be. We will read it on next week's show. Speaking of the show, that's actually going to wrap this week up. Gio, we did it. We made it. Live show, we made it out. We made it out alive. We made it, awesome. we made it out live. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. That's going to wrap up episode nine. We have now currently outpaced Star Wars for episodes of the Switch RPG podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who sent their questions and comments. Keep them coming by emailing a podcast at switchrpg.com or posting in our podcast thread at Discord switchrpg.com remember you can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com or you can sub on your favorite podcast app if you do listen on an app we encourage you to please leave us a rating and review we would like to climb up those charts a little bit uh, so everything that you do over there helps um, but if you don't just listening and downloading is really the biggest support our listening numbers are climbing every week it just astounds me it warms my heart it just gets me pumped to come back every week to record more because i know that those ears are out there listening so you guys are just rocking it rocking it rocking it you're the reason that we do what we do if you like what you hear remember you can head over to patreon.com slash switch rpg and throw us a dollar or two if you can spare and remember that uh, doesn't just go to the podcast, but that is Switch RPG as a whole. So everything that we offer as a site, as a community, uh, you'd be giving toward that to help out with uh, server costs, with um, ads that we run, with giveaways that we do. So any support there would be great. But if not, remember you just being part of this community is what's so special to us and what means so so much. So we thank you for being a part giving a part of your lives to us. It's just, it's really cool. And I'm proud to be a part of this community. And we would like to thank our live audience for joining us for the very first attempt at a live show. Uh, thank yeah, you. How, for how do joining. we do out there? Do we look okay? I think we look pretty oh, darn good. I mean, if you're looking at the yeah. live stream right now, I handcrafted this, uh, this great little 
It's a great little overlay. I think it works pretty well. So anyway, anyway, until next week, remember you can go to switchrpg.com for all of your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. I will see you around. Can I just say one thing before we sign off here? Nicolas Cage, his performance in National Treasure, Oscar worthy. One of my favorite, favorite movies. Okay, Ryan Reynolds was in Green Lantern, all right? Nicolas Cage has been in some terrible movies as well, but National Treasure is awesome. It is a national treasure. Thanks for listening. (laughs) See you, everybody.